Dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of the ascension of Christ into heaven. What happened? What is uh, this ascension? St. Luke recorded that the episode took place in Jerusalem 40 days after Christ's resurrection. For 40 days, the risen Christ appeared over and over to his believers in sporadic and frequent episodes, proving that he was truly him by showing the scars of his resurrection, that it was him and yet capable to uh, conceal himself in different forms, that he could eat food and yet cross through doors. He was him, but he was more than he was uh, him here on earth. After these um, 40 astounding days for the disciples, Christ could appear at any time. He met the 12 for the last time in Jerusalem. He gave them few final instructions, as we read in the Acts of the Apostles. And then Luke records he was lifted up and a cloud took him from their sight. While they, all, they were all, they are all looking at the sky, two angels told them Jesus had been taken up from them into heaven. So this is the episode that we call the ascension. We can understand uh, a bit from this episode, but we need to go further to understand what, actual, what actually is. When we say that Christ has ascended into heaven, heaven is not a geographical space, but is the place outside of time and space in which the divinity, God, rules without the resistance of angels or human beings anymore. There is no Satan in heaven. There is no human being who resists and hinders his loving will. Heaven is the place where God truly rules. And his divinity is manifested to the creatures who are there. When Christ lived in Palestine, he uh, partially concealed his divinity. We know that Christ has two natures. He's the only creature on earth with two natures. One is human, one is divine. He concealed the divine one and, um, and let the human one appear more. He, saw, he, he did that uh, partially because we still had enough signs to discover his divinity. The miracles he made, how could be them explainable, but because made by God. And yet, again, we didn't really see him for who he truly was. He gave up his glory for two reasons. One, because that was the condition for us human beings to enter into relationship with God through a human being. We human being rejected God and we could not see God directly anymore. We did that originally, but we could not do anymore. If you remember the episode of uh, Moses that um, is being given the direct uh, revelation of God on Mount Sinai, the Israelites cannot even touch the mountain, otherwise they would die. Because we, we became mortal, and mortality is the expression of the fact that we rejected God. And so we are kind of not accustomed to the light anymore. The light hurts us. And so Christ uh, uh, made uh, 
accessible to us his humanity so that through his humanity we could see the divinity of God. The second reason why he concealed his humanity, his divinity during the 33 years on earth, was that he could, he could die. God cannot die. He died through his human nature. And he did so, so that he could defeat death from within. This victory over death that Christ accomplished, we know, is the one that granted us resurrection. And we partake to this through baptism. But again, after the resurrection, after 40 days, he went back to God. He seated at the right hand of God. All things are put beneath to his feet. All, he feels all things in every way. He regained with the ascension the full exercise of his divine nature over the entire cosmos, over the visible and invisible creation. What does that imply? This implies that if we want to pray to him, we don't have to go back to Jerusalem, study Aramaic, and wait to be granted a meeting with him. We don't have to go back to history. He is God. He permeates now all things as God the Father does, and so we can address him and enter into relationship with him uh, without being limited by time and space from the inner room of our hearts. The ascension does not mean a departure into a remote region of the cosmos, Benedict XVI wrote, but rather a new manner of his presence. They know, the apostles and so us, that he's now permanently among them in the way that only God can be close to us. Therefore, the ascension is really the entry door for, for us to, it's more convenient for us. We think that because we haven't seen Christ incarnate as Peter and John saw, we lost something, but we are more fortunate than them because we enter directly into their access of divinity. Nothing is uh, deprived for us in the relationship with God. It was crucial that God became man, but it would be impossible for us of men of Colorado, Colorado of 2023, to enter into relations with him without the ascension. Christ so is accessible to us with this feast. The ascension, though, is not that God returns to be as he was. There is something more with the ascension. What goes back to God is God, but is a God who became man for 33 years. He's a new God seated at the throne of heaven. It's Christ, both God and truly both men. There is a human being seated at the place of God. A man who bears in his risen flesh the five scars of his crucifixion, who bears in his risen soul the memory of that pain, who bears in his mind and heart the human memory of the tenderness of being born from a mother, who bears in his hands the pleasing pain and joy of a hard work that we experience. He is the God 
who bears the memory of the warm hospitality of Mary, Martin, Lazarus. And he bears the shocking trauma of a young friend died at earlier age, earlier than nature supposed to be. He is the, the man who saw and consoled a woman who lost her son. This, this is the God who is there and rules over us. If you feel in your life, in the past or now, that life is overwhelming, that um, the results don't come, that you feel rejected, you feel a, a loss of meaning, confused, abandoned, rejected, I tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, the God who loves you infinitely and rules over you and promises you heaven knows what you're going through, knows that, knows that experience, experienced that on the cross. So nothing, nothing of us humans should be put under the carpet in front of God. God understands it and God is there therefore to heal it. So therefore, with this uh, solemnity of the ascension, we are uh, spurred, invited again to dare to have the courage in the silence of our hearts to turn to him. We may lose uh, trust sometimes because there is silence from God, because he's not visible, because we don't touch him. But my dear brothers and sisters, God is ascending into heaven. Christ is there. Truly, we can enter into direct relationship with God through the sacraments, but through an intimate, honest prayer. Do not lose uh, courage. Do not lose hope. Do it again. Bet on this again. Bet. Bet on the fact that if you risk on that minute of silence in front of him, he will fill your heart. We are preparing with this uh, solemnity in, um, to uh, receive the Holy Spirit through Pentecost. Therefore, with this awareness that Christ is in us as only God can be, let's prepare our heart to be permeable to the third person of the divinity that he may shape our hearts to love Christ more and more day by day.